Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk About the Facts, your favorite place to have no idea what's coming next. We do murders, cold cases, aliens, all sorts of stuff, sometimes ghosts, sometimes ghost ships if you tuned in last week, but if anything, we just keep you on your toes. So, with me today is old friend and basically, you know, on the pod team, Skylar. Skylar. Hello, hello everyone. <laughs> His first appearance into season two. Um, what's been going on since, you know, your last appearance on the pod? Well... I feel like the world ended like probably three or four times. Um, the U.S. government pretty much fell. It's been a lot going on. I'm telling you. It's been you. a lot. You know, new new presidents, new, just, just, just new possibilities. Just things, man. Just things. Just things. Stuff and things. Still no new Beyonce album. I'm a little salty about that. Uh, you know uh, still what? no Rihanna album. Still very salty about that. But honestly, yeah. I hope they're living their best lives, doing their thing. You know what? I'm petty. I I hope they have rocks in their shoes and they can't get it out because that is I want so my new weird. albums. I want my album. Rihanna promised us an album. I want my album, Elizabeth. I want my album. Look, I've promised people a lot of stuff, and let me tell you, I've also laid on the floor crying. So <laughs> you know what? I wish them all the best. <laughs> and mister i hope you step on a lego over here <laughs> Damn. i'm kidding beyonce i'm kidding i'm kidding is beyonce. he though is I he mean, i mean i would like my album so damn <laughs> anyway well i'm gonna have to say i'm handing over the reins though i'm very very concerned <laughs> <laughs> To Skylar today, because he's going to tell me a story I don't even know. Like, I said, do something, and he did something. And my concern level went from 1 to 70 real fast. <laughs> yes. So today we're going to do uh, one of my favorite recipes from the Paula Dean. Um, oh, wait, oh this my... is the wrong pot. Okay, wow. I totally misunderstood these Paula Dean? Right. I don't even know why I said <laughs> What is she still alive? What is she doing? I haven't She's... heard from her in like. What yeah, is she doing? There, there's a reason you haven't heard from her. Yeah, that's a good point. But also, like, check yourself on how much salt and sugar you're using. Okay. Ooh. I mean, I'm a southerner, but holy crap. Yeah, she was like, to make some lemonade, here's a, put in two sticks of butter. <laughs> and I'm just like, Paula. No, it was like. So make some lemonade. Do you want some water with your sugar? And I'm uh. like, oh my God. Dang. She was like, your lemonade should be crunchy. Oh. No. <laughs> it should spread with a butter knife. Should... Oh, my... did you hear? This is so random, but did you hear about the, um, there's like a butter shortage or something? There's a like, butter like, shortage. Like a, there's like a global butter shortage. I don't remember what the issue is, but like one of the ingredients of butter, like it's something about like, like I think there's like not enough milk or something. So 
butter, like globally, butter, they're like using water or something because there's not enough milk, which affects the consistency of the butter. So there's a butter shortage. It's like a whole thing. It's a crisis. We're in a crisis. It's not a crisis because I don't use that much butter in my life. But then how do you make your lemonade? (laughs) I use Beyonce's (laughs) method. Honey, okay, okay, you good, then you good. I just ugly laughed for you. (laughs) Thank you. All right. So, not speaking of Paula Dean. Well, actually, no. Speaking of Paula Dean, what story are we hearing today? Okay, so today, today we're hearing about the Hill abduction of 1961. Dun-dun-dun! Dun-dun-dun! Uh, so this, <laughs> so basically what this is, if you've heard any, if you've heard any alien abduction tale. Holy uh, shit, this is aliens? This is aliens. This is aliens! This is aliens! <laughs> this is like, this is like next level, like, x-files stuff right here this is actually you know what and we'll get to this but this is actually like the foundation of the x-files and we'll get to why it really is we should have called vaughn he would have freaked out the whole time we should have why didn't we do that but then again i didn't tell we'll just make him listen we'll make him listen to it and then he could he can give us his thoughts on the whole butter crisis Because between that and the pandemic, it's just a lot going on. He'd be upset. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay, so the Hill abduction of 1961. Uh, So basically what happened is, so if you listen to any alien abduction story, you're going to hear a lot of, oftentimes you'll hear a lot of the same things, right? Aliens are usually like gray, big eyes, um, probes, you know, all of this stuff, right? Well, the very first time that that story had been told was in 1961 with an interracial couple named Barney and Betty Hill. They were allegedly abducted by space aliens when they were driving home uh, on a trip down the winding roads of New Hampshire's White Mountains. The fact that it was the 60s and it's called White Mountain, I just, I have questions, but that's neither here nor there. Was the mountain white? Uh, uh, you know what? That would like, be the most logical. The White Cliffs of Dover are called that because the cliffs are actually white. See, and I'm seeing racism. So you see, you see what growing up in America has done to me. Yeah, like I'm a, I'm on racial edge for everything. You see, should be. I see I see white mountains, and the first thing I think is interracial couple, 1960s White Mountain. Hmm. Hmm. Um. But anyway, so they were driving down White Mountain. And they saw a strange um, light. First, let me backtrack and talk about who Barney and Betty were. Um, so Barney and Betty were this couple. They uh, you know, got married in the 1960s, which of course was a very taboo thing uh, to do. It wasn't necessarily very common. Um, Barney, uh, at the time he worked at the post office. Um, Betty, she worked at a state child wear, uh, work- welfare. Yes, thank you. Doing child welfare cases. <laughs> it sounded uh, like you were going to say warfare. And I was like, what were they doing? Hitting was, each other with pillows? Wait, what was that movie? Battle Royale. It was very Battle Royale. You very know, Hunger Games. Very Hunger Games. 
Right. Even though, like, low-key, who wrote The Hunger Games? What was her name? Do we know? Do you remember? Suzanne Collins? Suzanne, I mean, yeah. they're two different entities, and they have their own thing, but they kind of, I mean, yeah. fighting children. Yeah, that that's just that's just a yeah. I'm like, who who also has a similar idea for children fighting to the death? I mean, I'm gonna throw down of all the countries that are gonna come up with it, we pick the two, America, that and I believe true. that was a Japanese movie, right? Yeah, Japan. Japanese. Japan. Yeah, that we is would true. we would we would 100 yeah. percent do that. We would. Now, if it was Canada, then we would be like, no. Yeah, like, Canada would be like, yeah. oh my god, and. In America, after what I've seen, I do definitely yeah, think sense. they would do that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. My complaint is withdrawn. Um, sorry, <laughs> what was it, Susan Collins? Um, so anyway, so they were um, driving home to Portsmouth, um, which is where I guess where they lived, and it was about dawn. Um, or I'm sorry, they were driving. Yeah, driving to Portsmouth. So during this drive home they noticed there was like a strange light flying above above head for them. And they didn't know, you know, like what what is this? This is really weird or whatever, right? And so a couple of times Barney tried to like, he would like try to do funny turns or whatever, or, you know, do whatever he needed to do just to see if the light would follow and the light would follow. And he, you know, he did what a lot of us often do, right? When things don't quite make sense, we sort of rationalize it or oh, it must be a trick of the light. Mm-hmm. Um, in Barney's case, he's like, oh, it must be a trick of, the car and the light on the mirror, whatever he was thinking. Oh yeah, um, he's like, oh, that's just a car following me, and I just need yeah. to flip up my back, my rearview mirror, so it doesn't blind me. It's no big deal. You know, something that we often do. We often rationalize things to help them make make them make sense. Um, so you know, he's he's the, the lights following him. He doesn't know what's going on. He's you know ducking and weaving and doing all you know all the stuff that he's doing in the car. And then next thing he knows, him and his wife, uh, Betty, they're at home in Portsmouth at dawn. They don't know where the last few hours have gone. All they know is that suddenly they're at home. They feel anxious and uneasy. They even feel dirty. They don't know why. Their watches have stopped working. Uh, Barney's shoes are scuffed up, which if anybody knows anything about a Black man in any time in history, we do not like our shoes scuffed up. And Betty's dress is ripped. So they have no idea what's going on. And about maybe two, about two hours have passed that they just cannot account for. Um, so after... Honestly, that just sounds like party Elizabeth just went out. <laughs> right, there you go. Um, I mean, really? It's like... I... I like passed out in the back of an Uber or something, which doesn't actually happen unless I'm super tired and comfortable as in like somebody else is with me. And I'm like, how did I get here on the back of a dolphin? And I'm like, who ripped my dress? And really it was just me getting out of the car. Cause I'm stupid. <laughs> and then you realize and later it wasn't yeah, I'm even sitting on the couch. Yeah. And then you realize later it wasn't, it's not even your dress and you have no idea whose dress it is that you're wearing or why. Oh God. I'm not that bad. <laughs> I'm not that bad. <laughs> no, but I look in the mirror at my makeup and I'm like, Oh my God, this raccoon is staring at me. Oh, is this? Oh, we love a messy dress. <laughs> we love a messy dress. And then uh, 
I accept the fact that aliens have abducted me, basically, and that's where we're at in my life. Granted, I have not done that in many, many years. I mean, listen, the alien abduction has gotten me out of many of a write-up at work. You know, it's not my fault that I was late. The aliens, they were tracking me, and they scuffed up my shoes. I don't know whose dress this is, but... (laughs) Where did I get this skirt? Where did I get this skirt? I have no idea. It's cute, though. Um, Dude. You know, so thank you to the aliens. Uh, But yeah, so yeah, like two hours, two hours of their evening, they just could not remember. So. Or was it morning? Yeah, well, by the time they got home, it was dawn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so still morning. Yeah. yeah two hours yeah, of the morning. morning. Two hours of the morning, but like those two hours were nighttime. But yeah, still morning. Um, so they imagine they're at home. It's been a couple of hours. They don't know what's going on, um, and they're like, "What the heck just happened?" Now, here's a little backstory. A little more backstory on the hills, right? And and the hills and what why they were even on this road trip because it's gonna play into the perception of their story later. Um, so the break, this, the road trip that they had been on um, was a sort of like a sort of like a honeymoon for them. They didn't get a chance to have a honeymoon. Um, you know, they had with the, the work that uh, Barney did at the post office and the work that Betty was doing for social services, the fact that they had to deal with the stress of being an interracial, interracial couple in the early 1960s, uh, the work that they devoted to their church and, and the activities they volunteered for in the civil rights movement because they were heavy in the civil rights movement. Um, there was just so much going on in their lives. And we would look at them today and we'd probably say it was burnout. Um, mm-hmm. of just all these things that were happening to them at, at such a critical time in their marriage. Because at this point, they had only been married for 16 months, so not even a year and a half. They were basically newlyweds. They got married and then basically went to work on that Monday. I like how you rated it like a woman rates a baby. A woman rates a baby. Yeah, they're like, how old is this baby? 16 months. <laughs> It's like a year and change. Right. Low key. I be getting so annoyed when like when someone's like, oh, he's 22 months. She's 23 months. Heffa, your baby like... is two. She's two. <laughs> and that's okay. That is okay. You or like, like it does does it really matter? I don't need to know the monthage. You don't. I feel like I feel like after nine months, I'll give you ten months. After ten months, you can stop saying your baby's age. He's a year. He's almost a year. She's almost a year. I, yeah. Like I get it in the first stages, but like, dude, I, you know, I don't say it about my dog, and I'm pretty sure I love that more. Yeah, <laughs> well, you. Do. <laughs> I'm a horrible person, and you know, like I feel, but you know, and this I say this as someone that does, obviously that doesn't have kids, but I feel yeah, like I, I feel like that's probably something that that I feel some parents I don't put it on all, but I feel like some parents do for their when it comes to their kids regardless of age. Like they'll be like, oh, you know, my toddler, my toddler. And it's like, sir, your child is seven. That's a kid. So I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's like you just they just don't want to let go of the cute little squishy thing and they try to keep it cute and squishy, you know, and this, that and the other. And but it's like still. Yeah. Like I- <laughs> 
Are you like gonna have a parent going, Oh, this is my daughter, she's 360 months, you know? And it's <laughs> and I'm like, first off, I'm not doing mental math for this shit, right? If I have to do division it's... to figure out your kid's age, I'm not, not today, you know, not today. I just want to know, are they allowed to see this movie? That's, I'm not, can I take, <laughs> you know, can we go see the new Avengers or not? I'm not doing math to figure out if I'm, if we can't take your kid. Like, honestly, though, it, saying that made me feel young. So I kind of, I'm going to start saying it. Well, that you're like 317 months old. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that makes you sound older, like a witch or something. That's like, I'm a 400 year old, I'm a 400 month old witch. Two things can be true, and I like them both. Okay, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so it's been 16 months, or as adults say, a year and four. A year and four. four. And so uh, they were driving to Montreal uh, and to Niagara Falls, uh, which is why they were all the way up there in New Hampshire or wherever um on their way back down so this was like their delayed honeymoon they finally set aside some time again because they were just so burnt out um Mm -hmm. and it was also an impulsive decision they didn't really they didn't really plan on it they just said you know what we never had a honeymoon let's just go and so they left with only about 70 dollars in their pocket which put that into context this is 19 early you know early 1960s yeah you're in the north Say, oh, yeah, you're in the north, but like, contrary to like popular belief, where people think racism only existed below the Mason Dixon line, it was everywhere. So, being a interracial couple driving in the middle of the night with only $70, there's no ATM machines back then. At least, I don't think I'd have to refer to my old Doctor Who episodes to be sure. Well, just so you know. That seventy dollars in nineteen sixty one would equate to six hundred and twelve dollars and forty cents today. Wait, really? Six hundred? Yeah. This fool was driving with six hundred dollars in his pocket. With inflation. Who does? That? But you know what? Let me stop being it because this again context, people. This is the nineteen sixties. You don't have but ATM the, cards. The infl? Yes, you do. In the nineteen sixties, ATM cards. <laughs> Did they have ATMs? They've had like credit cards forever. No, but I said ATMs though, ATM cards where you can pull your money out. Yeah, but like, I don't think they had ATM machines. Don't ask me these questions. <laughs> well, I figured you knew you you know how to do the math, the months, and the ages. I figured you knew how to do the money conversion. You didn't tell me to pre-look this up. So you got to be prepared, Elizabeth. Yeah, okay. they had you didn't know there was going to be a pop quiz. They had ATMs in the 1960s. Did they really? Oh, wow. Shoot. Well, snippity snap, Jack. But I mean, if they were going to another country, it's not like his card would work. There's a conversion. True. Like a Canadian dollar isn't the same as a good old American (laughs) greenback. I mean, maybe that was before Trump. Let me stop. Um, You know. Yeah, but also... (laughs) Two different countries. You know when I two different currencies. When I was in middle school, we had a a, a field trip to Canada. I lived in Seattle. We had a field trip to Canada, and it was an orchestra performance, and we were playing up there. And I was so excited because I was like, "Oh, you know, Canada, new country." 
everybody speaks French because I thought everybody spoke French up there. I didn't know that it was just like the, you know, the certain regions. And I get up there and it's like the same McDonald's, the same Target's, the same, and they even took my American money. Like I thought we were going to get to like, because we, you know, convert, you don't worry about the convert. Like, oh no, we'll take your money. We'll take your, your money, your American money. Just more of it. Just more of it. And I was just like, I remember being so just, I was like, this is, this is Seattle. I left Seattle to go to Seattle. I don't understand. Why are you speaking English? Where are the francs? Like, isn't that what the French money is francs? Like, I, I, I was 13. I had expectations. I thought I was going, going global, and I wasn't. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so disappointed. I was so disappointed. And, like, and, and like now I'm thinking, like, in hindsight, I really shouldn't have been because they didn't speak French on Degrassi, and that's in Canada. I, I know, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I was like, you were obsessed with Degrassi, and you were acting like this I'm... place was... Did a you whole hear, new world. Did you hear about the guy from... Yes, I heard. I'm so sad about it. Like, what? I've never seen an episode of Degrassi. I thought that show was about something totally different, you... but still it wouldn't have been my speed. <laughs> really? They, you know what I love about Degrassi? This is what I love about Degrassi. Every generation, I think, going back to like the Xers, has a Degrassi. Like Degrassi has come back for every generation and I love that for them because everybody has a cast that they literally grew up with. Like we have Drake. And we that's why we have the best one. I'm so happy he could have to walk again. I just want to throw down for you. Mm -hmm. I want you to think about me as a human being. And then I want you to think about me as a human being watching an episode of Degrassi. Does that look comfortable to you? I feel like there will be a lot of F bombs. Um, things will be thrown I've at the never, TV. I can't even think of a single show where they were at. Oh, that's so Raven. I did like that show. That's the only show I've ever truly was dedicated to where the cast was in school. I loved that. So Raven, I am so mad about the reboot. I'm so, I haven't even heard of it. I, what are you talking about? They rebooted that. So Raven. we're talking about aliens. <laughs> okay, and there were no aliens on that. So Raven. So let me get back to this. My bad. Uh, <laughs> so Raven Baxter said, no, sorry. Uh, <laughs> They so, were going to Niagara Falls. They were going to Niagara Falls. And so it was a three-day trip. You know, they sip, got them some coffee on on the at some random diner on their way back. Uh, Tim Hortons. It, you know, it's important. It, it actually does, ironically, it does kick into what happens to them or to the perception of them later. So um, they thought, okay, you know what? It's It was raining at the time. And, you know, there was going to be a hurricane. And they were like... Uh, you know what, let's just go. We're going to drive through. I don't know what it is about about men. I don't know why we do this. We think we I'd have can... driven through. Really? You would have? Hell yeah. Oh, see. You're too far inland for a hurricane to fuck shit up. Oh, see, I would find... When I was a kid, we were driving um, home, and we got caught in a snowstorm and had to sleep inside of a Burger King. And it, nice. it was the most wonderful night of my life. And so I will be quick to say, oh, it's raining. We should just stay at this Chick-fil-A or this. You're such a California. 
Like I'm not I'm not driving through craziness. Like I'm just not. Oh my god. I drove through a tornado warning because I didn't know where to stop. And like I tried I had to pull over because I had no self-service and oh asked like this woman inside a convenience store in a town of like a hundred and thirty-two people to use her phone. And she was like, That's gonna be a long distance call. And I was like, <laughs> it's a cell phone. And then after I made my call, I turned to leave, and of course, I was wearing Toms, and it was raining outside, so I face-planted, but, like, I, like, hit with my hands, and then I hit both elbows, and then I hit my chin, and then I hit one knee. Yeah. And so I got, like, carpet burn on my knee and my chin, and I just had to lay there for a minute and think about all of my life decisions and just... That she was like, she like leans over the counter, and I could like feel her leaning over the counter. And she goes, There's a wet floor sign. And I'm like, No shit, Shirley. Oh my God. That did not stop me from shoes that have no traction. Okay. And I went out to my car in shame, and I bet you 10,000 hundred bucks. That they still talk about the incident of the city girl who ate shit in the middle of their store. <laughs> oh, they probably played a security there was, tape. I know. There was one stoplight in this town. <laughs> I was like, either I'm going to get a straight answer out of these people or I'm going to die. You do realize. Either way. <laughs> You do realize that that day, like, that's a holiday day. Like, there's there's a whole festival built around the day. Some girl tripped or fell on the wet floor side because she didn't see the wet floor side. Like, there's a festival there. It's called, like, Wet Floor Festival. It's, you know. Yeah, like, they're going to see who can fall even better than I did. I don't know. I went game. down. I went so fast that I couldn't react enough to, like, stop myself you you want to like my chin hit the floor <laughs> you want to know if you want to something almost as embarrassing almost as embarrassing i was in i was in chipotle standing in line and i was just standing looking at my phone and i don't know what happened i was just standing still and i almost fell and i had to catch my mind i'm standing still and then i almost fall i don't know what happened and as i catch myself the what are they called the burrito make like burrito baristas whatever those people that make the burritos that the thing she the girl's just looking at me we're gonna call him a burrito barista because (laughs) dumb (laughs) so the burrito barista is just looking at me burrito barista yeah and i'm just like um can i get a burrito bowl i was so humiliated i was like i don't even know why i lost my balance like that i was literally standing (laughs) still and just almost fell and it was like it wasn't a cute almost fall it was like my knees just said nah like and just gave up i don't know flip-flops uh no i was wearing actual shoes twice as bad why like doing like falling in flip-flops is the most humility thing that anyone can do i actually have done that once and i ended up messing up my foot and my foot's long story super short my foot swelled up i was on crutches for like like two weeks Cause I was running, uh, I was running up the stairs to try to catch the train, uh, <laughs> and I tripped and fell on my flip flops. And by the t- and by the time I got up to the thing, I could already see my foot just started expanding, 
and like I couldn't fit it into the shoe. I went to the doctor, I couldn't fit it into a shoe. It was just awful. And I was But I was trying to catch the train. You probably look like a massive idiot. I look like a, I literally ran, I ran up the stairs and fell. With the flip It was, and I remember it was so I'm bad. Sorry. Cause it was, it, and like when I had those crutches, so it took funny. forever to get to school. It took forever to get to class. All because of a fucking flip flop. And I was trying, I had to catch my train. And I missed the trade. That's what's even worse. I missed the trade. So it's like, what did I do? <laughs> like, oh, it was awful. Well, uh, I'm not cutting that part out. Okay, keep going <laughs> about your story. Okay. Oh, God. So, okay, so last night of the trip, you know, they're driving home. Uh, I think they left the diner like around 10 o'clock at night, thinking they could reach their, uh, their, you know, their little house in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, between like two or three, right? They thought they could get there like three o'clock yeah, in the I'd morning. Yeah, do it. Yeah, so... That's what he I'm that asshole. I'm see, and I'm not. I'll be like, we got to get a nice hotel because I'm not driving, but that's me. Um, and so, <laughs> so as they're driving, so when they're driving, that's when they come across like that strange light we talked about. And they're like, this is so weird. It doesn't make any sense. Now, Barney, he was, uh, he's a big, like a, he's a big time plane watcher. He's a, uh, he's a World War II veteran. So he was sure it was nothing more than like just some like random satellite or something that had just shifted or went off course or something, right? So he, he uh, you know, mm-hmm. possible explanation, right? But the light just kept moving with him, even when he was going down the mountain roads, when he zigged and zagged, when he was, you know, doing all this stuff. So he's like, this is just really, really weird. Why is this thing following me? So mm-hmm. um, he, uh, he pulls over, which I'm sorry, this is just something that Black people don't typically do. When something weird is chasing us, we don't stop the car and keep going. But for whatever well, reason... If, he, if he's a veteran, then he's thinking maybe it's like some sort of plane type thing. Yeah, but those Black jeans, I thought would outweigh the veteran training. I don't know. We th- mm. this, like This to me just screams running upstairs when the killer's chasing you in the house instead of running out the door. Or running upstairs to catch a train and fucking flip-flops. Callback. Genius. That was a genius callback. I had to get to class. Thank you. I had to get to class. Well, he had to check it out. Uh, Yeah, I guess so. And he got his ass uh, kidnapped by space It's alien-napped. It's alien-napped. Thank you. Thank you. Alien-abducted. So, yeah. So, he pulls over. And you know, try to go to get a, a closer look. He uh, he has his binoculars, which I guess this must be. Maybe people had different things in their cars in the sixties. If he's a plane watcher, oh, that makes sense. See, this is see, this is how you and me work as a team because you be filling in the gaps. You fill in the gaps. Because <laughs> I was like, who carries who carries binoculars in their car? Who carries binoculars? But duh, plane watchers would. Um, and people who go to see operas and they have the tiny little binoculars. Those things are those things are kind of cute with the little on the little stick yeah. thing. Yeah, I have hundred percent wanted to use those like in regular life just to look at. People. <laughs> <laughs> like, how uncomfortable would that be? Right, just pull it, pull, just pull them in like pull regular conversation, <laughs> and just like look at the table next to you. Right, <laughs> like, ooh, what did they order? That looks good. Mm. What is that? Is it, ooh, enchiladas? I like those. <laughs> 
things I will be doing post pandemic. Right. <laughs> um, but let's see. Or if you live in a state like Texas, I guess you can do it now because they're idiot governors trying to open up everything. Separate podcast. But <laughs> separate podcast. <laughs> so um, so yeah, so he gets out the car and uh to get a closer look. Um, Betty, when she looked through the binoculars, she saw a white. She saw that the white light to her was re- that the white light was spinning in the air. Um, so she told her husband, "Quote, uh, Barney, if you think that's a satellite or a star, you're completely being ridiculous, or you're being completely ridiculous." So, uh, more information on Barney. Barney uh, uh, apparently had an IQ of 140, um, which was. Uh, no hidden. Oh, yes. Yeah, so he's a smart guy, right? He's a very pragmatic individual. So he wasn't someone that was prone to this type of uh, uh, foolery, right? Uh, for lack of a better phrase. Foolery? Foolery. I don't know. Foolery, foolishness. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're saying Betty is the one who is part of the foolery, if you will. Uh, well, I don't, I don't want to say she's part of the foolery. What I'm trying to say <laughs> is He's extremely pragmatic, right? He's somebody that he only he relies on the evidence that's in front of him. And at the time, flying saucers, that's just not that just wasn't in the public consciousness thing. Because remember, alien abduction stories were not big at this point. And I think even the ones that the ones that happened beforehand, they didn't happen quite like this. So, you know, he was like a flying spaceship that just doesn't compute. But she was like, baby, that's that's whatever this is. This isn't some random satellite. That's a teacup's like bottom flying around. You need to call it a saucer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she's the one who came up with that. I've decided. Oh, yeah, there you go. See, making history on the spot. So what we do. So we do. We talk about the facts. Damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, uh, uh, so yeah, so Betty was being concerned, uh, started being more concerned, and then he was actually apparently concerned as well, but he was like, I don't want to spook Betty, uh, which is like, dude, like that 1960s civil. She already spooked. She already spooked. She's scared. you scared. Everybody's scared. Like, whatever. Um, and they were already like 70 miles past that diner they were at. So they were in the middle of nowhere. Um, and remember, no cell phones, I, you know, so there was no one to call. Uh, not even Ghostbusters. Not even Ghostbusters. So, you oh. know, he grabbed his handgun that he had in his under his seat. You know, now that American. is something I would expect you to keep in the car, especially in 1960. No, that's American as hell. Right, very, very much is. But like, so he had his handgun underneath the seat. And so he took that and he ran. And see, this is something that black people also don't do. He ran into the field. He ran into a dark field to investigate, which I'm like, uh, like Barney, we don't do that. Why are you doing that? But that's a whole, I, he took his black ass and ran into the field. I don't know why. So if he wanted to go shoot a flying saucer, I can't blame him. I mean, like if he's got to protect his lady that way, hundred percent. Okay. Okay. Well, we, we, we rock with you then Barney. I'm still giving you a side eye, but you you're brave, I guess. Yeah, so he had to be the brave he, one. Here. He had to be the brave one, whereas I would have just kept driving. But oh, that's that's <laughs> pathetic. Because then you're never going to be the person who's known throughout history for shooting down a flying teacup bottom. That is true. That is also true. known as a saucer. <laughs> that is true. And yeah, yeah, 
see that see that this is African American history. They don't teach you in schools. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> there was Martin, there was Malcolm, but there was also Barney Hill. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't talk enough about Barney Hill. We don't Hill. talk enough about Barney Hill. So, uh, the legend. The legend, Barney Hill. So, uh, so then he sees behind the windows, there's these tall, gray beings with big heads and big eyes, and they're in their little uniforms. And, uh, you know, Barney freaks out and he tries to shoot at them. But he can't, he can't, he can't lift his arm up. He can't control his body, um, which I'm also thinking, what? yeah, you know, if they're taking over his body. He can't, you know, he can't move. And so he WTF. says, he's, WTF. So then he starts thinking to himself, like, <laughs> oh, shit, we're about to be captured, right? Like, I'm about to be taken by these things. And again, when you think about this, this makes sense because he's very pragmatic and he's a World War II veteran. Even if there's aliens, he knows what's about to happen. Um or at least he guesses correctly. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, Betty, who had stayed in the car, um, she's looking out the window, and without explanation, she said that there was this loud, rhythmic um, beeps um, coming from the car's trunk, and that the, then the couple felt instantly drowsy, and they lost all consciousness. Next thing you know, they wake up a couple hours later. They're 35 miles down the road. They have no idea what the hell happened or how they got back home to Portsmouth. Um, Yes. So, you know, so then that's when they're like, they're examining their bodies and that's when they see all the weird stuff like the stopwatches and they feel dirty and they notice like her ripped dress and his scuffed up shoes. Um, And they just, they just felt really, really weird. Um, And they both also felt like there was a presence around them, but he couldn't quite explain it. So months and months after this. It was this, Jesus. It was Jesus. So months and months after this, um, you know, they're suffering from what, what we would now probably describe as PTSD, uh, post-traumatic stress mm-hmm. uh, disorder. And, uh, you know, she's just reading up on anything and everything she can find from the library about UFOs. Um, she's worried about radiation because she's like, oh my God, do we get radiation from this thing? Like what happened to us, right? Um, over the years, their anxiety and, and um, just gets worse and worse, particularly from, uh, uh, we're actually for both of them actually. Uh, Betty has started having really bad dreams. Barney developed an ulcer. Um, and so at this point they were like, we need to get some help. So they sought mental help from a psychiatrist a psychiatrist, a neurologist named Benjamin Mm -hmm. Simon. He um, specialized in hypnosis, which was a mainstream technique back then. Um, And you also think about, yeah. yeah, And so again, putting this into context, mental health really wasn't something that was mainstream like that back then, right? People didn't go for- No, not at all. It was- Right. It was really looked down on. Right. So that just gives you an indication of how bad things had gotten for the two of them, you know, in the time after their abduction, not being able to recall what happened and just this general anxiety and everything. They finally just said, screw it, we need help. Um, and they went to a guy who yeah. was a hypnotherapist, um, psychiatrist. So uh, they w- mm-hmm. went through months and months of weekly sessions where they're going through this hypnosis and Benjamin, Dr. Simon was helping them piece together the things that they that had ha- that they said had happened to them. Basically, uh, the, a vessel had landed on their car, put them to sleep. The gray beings walked up, 
a long ramp in, and took them into their spaceship. This is where it gets crazy. When they were inside the spaceship, the hills were separated um, and they were taking turns on an, in an examination room. Uh, there were curved walls. There were large lights hanging from the ceiling. I don't know who was doing the decorating, but you know, to each their own. Um, they had the, they were put Paula on Dean. Paula Dean. That's what she. That's where she's at. She's decorating for the aliens now. They must not know about her racist cooking past. Um, so, <laughs> so basically, they're on these examination tables. They're being examined. Um, the aliens are plucking strands of their hair taking their nail clippings, scraping their skin, all that really gross stuff that I'm just like, who wants that? Nobody wants that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they're putting aliens. the samples, or aliens wanted apparently. So they took their samples, um, you know, they're probing their heads, arms, legs, even their spines. Uh, there was one needle that was about four to six inches long that was in, put into be- uh, Betty's belly. Um, to I, apparently to see if she was pregnant, which I'm just like, do they not know that you can just pee on a stick? Uh, but they well, obviously not. Yeah, you know, for all their for all their high tech advancery, they should have known about the EPT test. I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, if they were high tech, they should have known about an ultrasound. But no, boom. they went straight for amniocentesis. There you. Oh, oh, come on, big word. Amnio. Oh, big word central here. Yeah, that amniocentesis. Ooh, yes, that SAT vocab. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a superpower. That's like something that the X uh, the X Men would have. Like, what's your what, superpower? Amniocentesis. I can amniocentesis. I can tell the DNA <laughs> of a baby. Of a baby. I can get you a paternity test like snip snap like snip snap can't really help you against like killer sitting robots but if you need to know who the father is i got you let me tell you who pays my bills it starts with an m and ends in ori <laughs> i'm the you secret are the father you are the father i'm the secret to your success there's nothing on that card when he, when he reads the paternity test i'm in this earpiece telling him because i'm looking at you in the on the stage because i have yeah. amnio uh, amnios and whatever you had thesis thesis there you go um so anyway so they injected <laughs> so they injected this into her belly um and you know this left her in tons of pain um but or were they trying to impregnate her with an alien baby Ooh, dun, dun, dun. so there was a leader they, they were able to ascertain who the leader of this little alien clique was uh after betty's examination <laughs> ended after their examination ended, they went back into the little room. They were super excited. They and they're talking. According to Betty and Barney, after they pieced together these memories, they actually had conversations with these beings. Um, and uh, uh, they're apparently excited because Barney's teeth could be removed. I guess Barney what? had Barney had dentures, and so Betty said that that she laughed, explaining what dentures were to them. Because the aliens didn't understand that as you get older, you might, you know, need uh, false teeth. Um, well, also, he 
could have had like many teeth knocked out in the middle of World War II. That is very true too. That is very true. So likely. <laughs> so very true. So uh, later on, she said that she had asked the leader um, where the aircraft had flown to, where they were from, you know, because she didn't know very much about the universe and that the, the leader joked with her, if you don't know where you are, then what would be the point of telling you where I am, where I'm from? And so I guess she, so basically that was his way of saying, girl, you don't know. This is just above your pay grade. Um, <laughs> so, but later under <laughs> hypnosis, right. But later under the hypnosis, she drew a star map um, that's shown where they were on the ship or that was show that there was shown to her while she was on the ship. Um, mm-hmm. So she was able to allegedly recreate this after hypnosis. Uh, in 1965, the Hill story was picked up by a Boston newspaper and after that point, everything changed. The Enquirer? They, is that what that's based on? I have no idea. Oh, see, so you could have told me yeah, and I would have totally believed you. Yeah, I tend I, I tend to get that. You lot. have a very convincing voice. Like, mm-hmm. you should run scams. <laughs> I, I almost <laughs> I was like, Skylar, give me money. And I would say, how much? What do you need? Yes! And do you need the last four of my social and my PIN number? <laughs> Man, the Nigerian prince scam should have just hired me. They really should have. Nobody Too would... bad I was only six. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would have ever found them out if they'd have had you working for them. Hi, I am an American princess <laughs> and I am six years old. <laughs> Boom. See, believable. Yeah, so... totally believable. So and I just need money for more dolls. <laughs> what doll? Well, I'm six, actually. You know, I didn't play with dolls at that point. I wanted them to collect them, but I didn't actually play with them. Now, see, depending on depending on the parent, you were either six or you were 147 months old. I was a hundred percent six, going on forty. <laughs> Paying bills. I could like okay it was so sad but I could convince my mom uh, like just about anything uh well I mean you're you're six I feel like most six-year-olds can do that right no but like I would read about the solar system Uh and then go tell her something about the solar system except it wouldn't be true and she'd believe me (laughs) did you know that the sun revolves around the planet oh it'd be subtle It, it would It'd be like, did you know Jupiter is behind Saturn? Wait, now I'm sitting there wondering where Jupiter is. Exactly! (laughs) It's like one of those things that, like, it would embarrass you at a corporate party. (laughs) But, like, you're like, but my, why would she lie about that? Who would lie about that? She wouldn't lie to me. I know, right? I just wanted to see if she'd buy it. Right. And she did, like hook, line, and sinker. Hook, line, and sinker. Uh, so, so dear listeners, I'm a horrible person, and that's this whole podcast is me making up for it. See, and y'all thought I was bad because I was petty because I wanted a, the new Rihanna album. But look at her. Look at Liz. She's bad. She's she bad. She bad. She runs scams. She's she's the true scam. Queen. I don't run scams. I'm looking for a scam to run. <laughs> You are the scam. You you are the scam. Uh, am I a scam? I am giving you. Look at all this product. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
what? <laughs> anyway, speaking of scams, continue. Because yes. so, now this story has blown up. Yeah, so the story's blown up. Um, they are, they're nation, uh, national uh, figures. Everybody's so crazy about this story. Um, and to be honest, this is what I, I meant when I said that this is what sort of shaped alien abduction stories from this point on. Because it wasn't until the Hill story comes about that people start saying yeah. that, you know, aliens with their big, big eyes, gray beings with big heads, you know, flying saucers. Like there are so many elements from their story that are sort of put it pulled into um pulled into even modern day tellings of alien invasion or invasion encounters. Now that could be one of two things. That could just be stories and people had like, you know, this has just been features incorporating people's stories over time. Or there could legitimately be aliens that look like that and that maybe the hills were the first time they made a visit. Like we just, you know, we really just don't, we just don't really know. Um, we'll find out one day. We'll find out one day. I hope you know. I genuinely do hope that I live long enough to find out and to see because they basically confirmed aliens like last year. I mean, but wasn't that like some? It was like some dude that that said like they were in. Out like I remember reading a story like some like I don't know like what uh, was he an Israeli official or I don't know, but I we cannot be the only intelligent life. Oh, no. out there because we are not very intelligent no i mean look at who we elected president in this country so i'm just throwing down though my travis walton story like he kind of had both he had humans and the same type of aliens as the hills and it's so interesting i did not know about the hills until after i did the travis walton story mm. um one of my friends mm-hmm. really was like obsessed with this story um, and when I told him I was going to do the Travis Walton one, he was like, oh, you should do this one. And I was like, oh, maybe I will. And then you did it just now. And it was awesome. <laughs> but like, wow. Yeah. I, it hasn't really stayed in popular culture as of late, though, because I mean, I hadn't heard of it until I went digging. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where. It's fun. It's funny. This is gonna be the conspiracy theorist in me. It's funny that the. It's funny the history that gets buried. You yeah. Know? And it, I I do agree with that, and I think I know where you're going with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but so in so anyway, I guess back to, back to the hills, um, the these hills, uh, you know, <laughs> not the one you're dying. On. Right, not the one I'm dying. On. Uh, but so basically, you know, of course, they they had their detractors, right? Um, of course. But, you know, their story really influenced uh, even not just alien abduction, but even pop culture. Like we said earlier about um, the X-Files, uh, Close or Encounters. Or the, the movie Alien. Or the movie, well, well, would it be the Well, probably, actually. Probably. Yeah, I think a lot of their descriptor did affect the idea or even like the concept of alien mm-hmm. i mean that yeah and they they had an impact on what's that uh our close encounters of the third kind um yeah. and even and 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 i couldn't find this in my research but i kind of picked this up just in the descriptions of who betty and barney were um mm-hmm. 
I know that the like their alien abduction story was sort of like a, sort of like an underlying one of the underlying foundation pieces for the X Files, but I think even Betty and Bar uh, Barney them as people might have mm-hmm. been um, somewhat. I haven't confirmed this with anybody who wrote on the X Files, but remember on the X Files you had like one believer and one that was like really pragmatic and tried to find a logical the skeptic. And yeah, the roles were gender reversed, but like that was Betty and Barney. Like he was very pragmatic and skeptic. You know, one plus one has to equal two every time. And she was the one that was moping like, well, no, wait a minute, because this could be something completely different. And the two of them went on this journey. And, you know, that's kind of Mulder and Scully. Yeah. Because again, like, you know, two plus two could equal five because 2.4 plus 2.4 equals 4.8 if you round them all it's two plus two equals five i'm bleeding from my nose right now because yep <laughs> hurt my i just brain. made logical sense you just hurt my brain i don't know if that made... i just heard numbers and i just like i'm bleeding from my ear i just i'm don't i don't know i hope i blew your mind you literally blew my mind there's nothing left literally literally like oh my god there was like this is so random there's like this tiktok challenge where like you try oh my god dude no (laughs) wait we're not talking about tiktok wait but it was it was a math challenge where you had to like the dude took. i saw it you saw it i made it to like second grade (laughs) When, uh, one, I'm not surprised. <laughs> when he got to fractions, I was like, I don't even, I don't even. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> but two, I was like, why are you guys believing someone you saw on TikTok? You guys are all gullible. Oh my god, I didn't think of that. <laughs> Maybe he had the same gift you do. Whatever he said just sounds true. No, all <laughs> of you are gullible, and you just believe shit that is on TikTok because it's on TikTok. <laughs> They don't cite their sources. They only got it's only one minute videos, Liz. You can't. You only got so much time. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Vine had six seconds, and those are legendary. That is true. And that it never made me true. question my life. You know, <laughs> you know, Vine could tell a whole. There were actually there were whole last like shows on Vine. You could tell a whole uh, story in, the, in just a I'm series sorry, of six second was... clips. Yeah, there was an art to Vine. Oh, yeah. And TikTok's just a hot mess. Yeah, that is true. And it's stealing our data. Yeah, and, I and, don't even want to talk about and that And I part. can't even do all the dances. I don't want to do all the dances. It's too much work. I'm not trying to dance. It's too much work. Like, look, I'm sitting here for jokes. <laughs> I don't even call Speaking it. of jokes, I mean, my life. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, but yeah, so basically... Um, there are, you know, these people are, the Hills are really a cornerstone of the idea of alien abduction. They were really the first story to sort of make it into the mainstream, um, you know, uh, but then of course they were detractors because also other, other medical professionals, mental health professionals, they would say, oh, this is false recall, this is vivid imagination, you know, they would say you were drive. they were driving late at night, having drunk all this caffeine in the middle of the night to finish the drive home. <laughs> so, Dude, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, I've made it home. And I've been tired party Elizabeth. And I'm like, hey, guys, 
<laughs> let's play a game of Parcheesy. Yeah, Parcheesy. <laughs> and I have never played Parcheesy. I've seen it. Yeah. Never played it. Don't know what's going on. Don't own it or anything. I have never claimed alien abduction with details. Exactly, with details. But then again, you also have the thing with hypnosis, right? Because... But that it's also proven that hypnosis isn't, like, it's highly suggestible. Exactly. But do you think this doctor is over here like, bruh, aliens? Well, you know, like, I mean, it could be. I mean, because when you think about it, and this is not me trying to cast aspersions on their story, but... If you're a doc, if you're a you're a neuroscientist and a psychiatrist, you're in a profession that's not widely acceptable yet. You you want to advance the psychiatry. You also want to make a big name for yourself, and here's an opportunity to do it. And you know, think of this is 1961, so this is sometime after um, that War of the Worlds, the radio story. Remember they were telling that story on the radio, and people thought it was real. And so they were afraid that aliens were legitimately taking over the earth, but it was really just a story being read on the radio. So he had, by this point in the, in the mid 1960s, Dr. Simon has seen how storytelling, particularly with aliens can capture national attention. So it's totally plausible that he could have been feeding these details to them while he had them under hypnosis strictly for the purpose of elevating himself and his profession and trying to get both into the mainstream it's possible but i thought i thought you were saying that this was the first time that it's gotten national attention Mm -hmm. so how would he have known that this one would gain national attention because remember war of the worlds i forgot what year that was but that was way that was back before television with some guy yeah. yes but that that didn't actually happen right but i guess i guess what i'm saying is from his and this is me connecting dots on myself like i haven't re- seen anything that said that he did this but he, by this point it's 1960s i think it's possible he has seen the power of storytelling and storytelling with aliens on the public yeah. so he knows you can get the public is hungry is will believe something about aliens coming to earth uh because we did it right. with, with the world of world story except at that point they thought it was true so if he wants to gain notoriety for himself he has this couple here that can't explain where they you know this big chunk of time that they're missing they can't explain all of these events and so he might be starting to feed them these things he's telling them that they were kidnapped by aliens because he's hoping that the story will go big because he, it went big with the War of the Worlds thing. So it's possible but that he could have wanted to do that. I could kind of see that, but it went big in the way of like, I don't want to say fake news, but fake news because people didn't really run out of their houses screaming. That's well, like misrepresentation of well the di- the facts. Well, the difference the difference between those two situations is with War of the Worlds, the guy they were reading the story on the air, but I guess they didn't do a, a good enough disclaimer to say this is just a fiction story that I'm reading. So they thought it was real. Whereas in the '60s thing somebody is telling them about some events that have already uh, allegedly happened 
and that it happened some years ago. So the immediate uh-huh. danger to the audience at that point wasn't present. They weren't, they weren't right. in immediate danger, so they weren't running out of their houses afraid and screaming for their lives. But they were excited and fascinated because it's a, it's a, it's a, that, like when you only have three television channels and TV stops working at eight o'clock at night and there's no internet, there's no cell phones, like this is the type of story that everybody would rally behind. Like this was just, this was something to talk about when you're, when you live in a, in a one street light town. Right. So I don't know. I just don't see it like that being a motivator just because that's like such a big chance and it doesn't seem like it's gonna like hit and it doesn't, but unless it does. I don't know. It, I, it, I feel like it could go, it could go either to me. It could go either way, because um, I could definitely see. I wouldn't see the I wouldn't see the benefit from the hills side. I don't see what they would have to gain from no, that. Yeah. Um, no, I'm talking about the uh, right. Therapist. But for the therapist, for the therapist, I could told I could still see a benefit for him because look, because we know his name. He's he is a psychiatrist that. He is a psychiatrist that pulled out this deep-seated memory that a- that creatures from another world had planted so deep into the human subconscious, but only he was able to go in there and fish them out and to expose an intergalactic scandal. Like, that was huge. Whether regardless of what his motivations may or may not have been, that was huge for him. It put his name in the paper right next to the hills it made him a celebrity just like it did for them and even though hypnosis as a form of therapy i don't think is considered very mainstream now in the 1960s i would wager that it helped elevate psychiatry and hypnosis as a legitimate form of mental health exploration um at the time because the story hit he took a chance he could have fear he could have i think it's plausible that he took a chance and it paid off you know he became a celebrity he became he became the dr drew of the 1960s i think it's possible i'm interested in what our listeners think yeah i don't know i don't think that it's such a long shot that I don't think he could have had that far of war planning. That's my personal take. That's it could be. I guess I I, I feel like listeners are gonna have to you know they're gonna have to weigh come, in on it. Weigh I in. mean, obviously we'll never know. We'll never. Although you know, you know, it would be really interesting because you know how like people used to keep diaries like back in those times. I would. Wouldn't it be interesting if like they found his? Because you know they had. I would rather read Barney or. Betty's. Oh, that too. Yeah. Although I feel like somebody as pragmatic as him, that might be so boring. You I know. know. Hers You'd would be, be good surprised. though. You're right though. You're right. You could not, you never know. It could be fine. Um uh, but then uh, but one of the other things too that people uh considered in, when they were trying to debunk the story was that the stress of being in an interracial marriage while living in a predominantly white state like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, New Hampshire, where, and, you know, during the 1960s, during the middle of the civil rights movement, and again, they were both active in the civil rights movement. 
Um, and then, of course, I think uh, this is also the Cold War stuff was going on during this time. You know, there's just a lot of stress and things that are going on and attacking people's mental health. And realistically, we're attacking their mental health. Because remember, they didn't even have a honeymoon because they were so busy with work and then with the being an interracial couple. And then who, you know, I've never even, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know what, what, what's the capital of New Hampshire? I don't even, why would you drive through that? I don't know. Concord? I don't know. I can't even, I don't even, I don't know. That's a good oh. question. The only, the only time I ever think about New Hampshire, the only time New Hampshire is relevant to me is every four years during the primary, presidential primaries. Cause they're like the I first. I was right. Second. Was it really Concord? It's, yeah, it's Concord. Oh snap, look at you. I always thought of a, like grape jelly. Oh my God! What if that's where they invented grape jelly? That definitely is not. They've had grape jelly longer than America. Oh well, no. see, I don't know. You're the smart one. You're the one that got all the SAT words. You know what? You know all the states and capitals. And I had the podcast. And you had the podcast. There you go. <laughs> so there you go. And you know that funny math with all the points and the decimals and the pi and, and all that stuff. Oh, how two plus two can equal five? Yeah. Which I, yeah, I know I, you're upset about. And see, and see, once again, I'm bleeding from the ear because just thinking about it is giving me this massive headache. Um, but yeah, so you know that's the story of of the abduction, uh, uh, the abduct the Hill abduction of 1961. So were they abducted? Was it just a really uh, elaborate hoax? Were they tricked by their their psychiatrist? Um, well, something happened. Something happened something happened and we want to know what you think yeah so you know get in contact with us tweet or instagram us at t-a-l-k-a-b-t-f-a-c-t-s we would love to hear your theories and all that jazz and all that jazz (laughs) (laughs) all right Catherine zeta ezel um you can also send us some suggestions and all that if you'd like to hear us cover another case uh next week we have another unsolved mystery dun, dun, dun. sorry i love doing which means that. nothing You'll... i know it's addicting trust me <laughs> i do it in my head every time i do something like innocuous but it's like it could be important I'm like if i go missing this will be intentional it's like, oh, she set down her coaster over here. Over here. Uh, <laughs> there, uh, there, there was an SNL skit recently about people's obsession with like murder mysteries and unsolved mysteries. Like, yeah, I saw it. I was like, like stop stealing my life. <laughs> I was like, they owe you a check. They owe you a checklist. I feel like Thank Lord you. Michaels needs to cut you a check. Stop playing games. They owe the show money. I'm just throwing this down is that this has been my life since I was like 11. Cut the check. <laughs> cut the check, Lord. Cut the check. Just saying. I'm an asset. Right. Call me. Boom. Uh, not, it's not hard to get in touch with me. Mm-mm uh also wait for all of our listeners patreon 
Same you go. thing. T-A-L-K-A-B-T-F-A-C-T-S. Mm-hmm. Talk about facts. Help us keep the lights on, guys. Yeah. And help us keep up with the subscriptions to all the things that we need to research properly on these stories. Yep. Love you. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Even Please. if you're in Texas, people be crazy. <laughs> Pick up your dog poop. Have a great day. Peace. Toodles.